Welcome back to another episode of The Book Reporters with Joe and Lauren. I am Joe. Hi, I'm Lauren. (laughs) And this is a fun one this week because we have our first guest ever on the podcast. We are fortunate enough to be joined by the author of my book this week, which is... Chill Out and Cheer Up, a 10-step guide. We are joined by the lovely Grace Grossman. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Thank you for joining us. This yeah, is thank you. This is wonderful. I'm so excited you're doing this with us. I, ha- I just talked to you not uh, too long ago for my other podcast that I was going to tie that episode in with this episode. But you are, we're fortunate enough to have you doing double, a double appearance with us. So uh, thank you, Grace. This is wonderful. Thank you. It's nice to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as I said, my pick this week is Grace's book titled Chill Out and Cheer Up, A 10-Step Guide. And Lauren, what was your pick again this week? Mine is Five Total Strangers by Natalie D. Richards. And I actually read along with that this week as well. So I am excited to talk to you. And Grace said she would be joining us for that. Grace, I don't think you read the book, but you'd be sticking around for that discussion too. Sure, I can, yeah. <laughs> All right, wonderful. So, oh, forgive me. I am just, I forgot to pull up the page for your book here because the way we start is we read the synopsis. Synopsis. I don't know why I keep saying it that way, but. I say it that way. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. <laughs> I always thought it was hypnosis, but. Lauren, do you want to weigh in? Which one is it? (laughs) I say synopsis. Maybe it can be both. (laughs) All right, so here is the hypnosis, hypnosis for (laughs) for chill out and cheer up a 10-step guide. Nowadays... We, que- we question what leading a happy life entails, how to be satisfied. We end up wasting our energy away, looking for happiness and not living it the right way. What even is the right way? We follow the path that is supposedly set out to us by societal stresses and cunning commercials, steering us in the direction of always wanting more. When in your 20s, 30s, or 60s, We often question what's happening. Let's heal together. And that perfectly sums up my feelings for this book. So, Grace, feel free to weigh in any time you like here, but the book is broken down into different aspects of mental health. 
and I have them listed here. There's pressure, positive thinking, doubt, fear, greed, little things, nature, connection, and solitude. And I was telling Grace earlier, the one, the one I connected with uh, most during this week, because it was... It was honestly something I was, I've been personally feeling a lot lately is the first one pressure because grace does a wonderful job of breaking down like what causes us to put pressure on ourselves. Um, you know, this, uh, this societal aspects where we look we look at the social media of others and the successes of others and you know where people who are younger than us are at in their lives and appear to be having success now it's said over it's said like many many times but the images on Instagram and social media don't always reflect the truth. Don't even come close to reflecting the truth. You know, the people who appear to be who we look at as having success, they're having their own struggles. They have someone else they're looking to and comparing themselves to. And... In their minds, they're not doing enough. And that's something I've especially been feeling lately with uh, being in my late 30s, having a job that I do love, but questioning, is that all I'm ever good for in that job or what else is there for me? And the pressure being at my age that I am on this, I feel like I'm on this timetable. You you can start to get those thoughts. And what Grace does a wonderful job of uh, spelling out in the book, in that section in particular, is we're all on the path we're supposed to be on right now. There is no proper timetable for us you know all that matters is you know are we happy with ourselves are we motivated to keep pushing ourselves and always want to keep learning and I've read I am a huge proponent and advocate of mental health I've had plenty of mental health struggles in my life. I've have family that struggles with it. I've lost family to depression. And so it has always been a big part of my life and a big aspect of who I am and what I go for. And so I've read I've read other mental health self-help books 
and I told Grace earlier, hers is probably my favorite because um, not only have I connected with Grace on Instagram, you know, have chats back and forth, but when I'm reading her book, I'm reading it in her voice and her, the reflection of her personality. And it feels like I am, you know, with a close, caring friend and, you know, hashing these issues out with. And that is a key, a key thing in dealing with mental health and wanting to live a better life and be happy. And Grace is such a lovely person who again i'm very glad is joining us for this but overall and this is i said last week when i said i was going to talk about this book this is obviously different from what we've done in the past this is the first not only is this the first self-help book this is the first non-fiction book either one of us has covered on the podcast so it's, I'm not sure quite how to review it, like how to review this necessarily, but Grace, I am grateful for Grace for reaching out to me because Grace is the one who reached out to me on our bookstagram page and, you know, asked me if I'd take a look at this. And this is, obviously something I care very much about. And since then, you know, her and I have, I've been fortunate enough to connect with her and send messages back and forth. And I feel we're developing our own little bond. Wouldn't you say, am I okay in saying that? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, this is, uh, I am very happy Grace reached out to me and told me about her book, and I'm very happy I read it, and very happy she is joining us to tell us anything more she wants to tell us about it. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that's really nice that you said that you hear my voice through it, and a lot of readers have told me that it's, just like a friend is talking to them. And I think like, as you mentioned, when you're going through mental health issues, you very much feel alone and quite isolated. You know, there's an array of mental health issues, but when it comes to suffering from it, you feel like you're suffering alone. And That's why I wrote the book, because I wanted to let people know that it's okay to feel alone. It's okay to not feel okay. And the more you grasp that, the more it gets better and you see the light again. And I think the fact that my book can be like a friend to somebody is so encouraging and uplifting for me to hear. Because, you know, people like yourself, Joe, like I didn't know you before, And then you reading my book maybe felt like you knew me through it. 
And I've had readers from all over the world say that they feel like they know me now. And it's like a really weird feeling like, oh, strangers know me now. But it's because I've just been so honest and open and, and I guess um, in my experiences and in my thought flow, I guess because I just like write in a subconscious thought flow um, and it maybe makes people feel understood better. Well, and I think it helps that you and I have chatted a bit back and forth before I started reading. I really dove into this book because reading it in your voice, like I've heard your vo- your actual speaking voice in videos you've posted on Instagram. So I'm hearing that I love the British accent. I've said with others before. But I hear I hear your voice as I'm reading it, and I feel that has the fact that I connected with you beforehand was a big help in being mm-hmm. able to read it more in your voice and have and have you know more of you come out through the book, and that's you know. When dealing with something like mental health, I want, again, I want to feel like I am with a friend. I'm confiding in a friend and getting advice from a close, caring friend. And that is what your book did for me. And from what I've read online does for anyone who reads it. And the way this format on this podcast works is... This isn't going to happen in this instance, but usually we would read a one-star review on a... No way. <laughs> on, like, a lot of our choices this w- choices so far on this podcast have been books we enjoyed. And, but, like, sort of as a silliness, we find a one-star review to you know, sort of counteract that and like have a bit of a light moment with, I wasn't going to do that with this book period. But even if I did, there are no bad reviews for your book that I see. I know. Luckily I don't actually have any bad reviews, which is amazing. I haven't paid these people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it helps that your, this book is independently published. Uh-huh. It, I I mean I'm correct in assuming that. Yeah, it is. Okay. But yeah, this is and I wanna help get the word out about the book more. And thank you. Because it is this isn't like a thriller that, you know a mental health self help book is a particular People are particularly looking for that. And so I don't think you're going to get really negative reviews on that anyway. Mm -hmm. Because the people who are going to read it are the people who are looking for it specifically. That's true. But it still doesn't take away what a fantastic story it is and you know, the message you get across. And I'm really 
glad you reached out to me and I'm really glad I read it, Grace. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren's oh, been yeah. sitting there pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Why don't you jump in? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've never read a self-help book before. Um, no way. Mostly because I, I feel like I can't identify with them. Uh, this one sounds like an exception to me. And I, I mean that sincerely. Um I feel like with some self-help books, it's maybe about, I don't know, um, more maybe career driven or um, having to do with being an entrepreneur or something like that. And that's not really my, you know, what I would be looking for. Um, but from the mental health aspect, that sounds like something I would absolutely like to read about um because there's there's also a big uh in the self-help market there's mm -hmm. also a big focus on dealing with grief i notice in self-help books like specifically dealing with grief yeah. and there is a field for in the aspect of mental health overall but yeah, yeah you're right like most self-help books we see tend to be like financially driven. And yeah. Yeah. Um, just ones that I didn't feel like I identified with or felt I needed to hear it from, you know, a, a professional standpoint. But um, like what you were saying with pressure, it's so true. I mean, with, with Instagram and Facebook and, whatever, it's all that highlight reel of your life. And it's not, it's not who we really are. It is an aspect, but it's not, you know, you're not putting everything out there. You're hand picking things that you want people to see. So it's misleading. And then it causes us to, you know, compare ourselves to others. And um, just without the book, I've been trying to get away from doing that over the past year, but I think that this book could help me in kind of feeling more confident about doing that um, and not feeling like I have to post these pictures and, you know, say that I just bought this item and whatnot. Um, but it is difficult when you're, you see it all the time. We're on our phones all the time. For sure. Oh, yeah. I agree. I think we also, like you just said, compare ourselves a lot. And I I dip into that in my book about comparing and despairing. And we have this, it's, it's our human nature to like compare ourselves, unfortunately. And I think when we go into that hole, we then feel unworthy and not enough. And then it spirals, it has a spiral effect on our emotions to make us feel sad and depressed. Whereas my book is there to kind of dip into to see that your light is there for you. And that like Joe said before, like we all have our own paths and we forget that when we're on Instagram because we then tend to like look at other people's paths and then question like, well, why am I not doing that? Or why am I not feeling that way? Where we have to like honor our own path and honor our own trust you know our our trust mm -hmm. in in where we're at and I think I always like tend to to 
push that out there that you should accept where you're at no matter where you are is where you're meant to be and I think when I wrote that quote I was really like in a bad place and then I thought okay there's nowhere that you're not meant to be and it really like settled in me and I thought oh I think this could help people because when there's nowhere that you're not meant to be then everything is meant to be the way it is do you know what I mean yeah Absolutely. And I had a question I didn't ask. Um, I didn't ask this on a, when we talked on my other podcast earlier, but is there a particular part of the book that you had trouble like writing out more than any, like any particular subject you covered that was more of a challenge for you to figure out? It probably would be one of the negative emotions like pressure, fear, or doubt. Maybe it was doubt because doubt for me is so like driven by, like we said before, like comparison and stuff like that. And when I was writing about doubt, I noticed how much doubt I had in myself. And it was quite a quite an uplifting way to to go through my own struggle and to overcome it through writing about it and see that actually we all have this doubt within us and that it actually comes up quite daily and we have to work on it we have to work on ourselves to really like start to love ourselves and accept ourselves and through that way we then can nurture the doubt that's there And the more that you come to accept yourself for who you are and where you are, the more doubt will slip away. So, yeah, I think that chapter was probably the hardest, so to say, because I had to really dig deep. Yeah, well, that's another one. Again, like a a feeling I feel rather often. That's another one that kind of resonated with me. So it's a. Yeah, I, I'm just very, again, I'm very glad you reached out to me and asked me to read it, and I'm glad I did. So thank you for that and for being such a lovely person. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find this book if we want to look into well, it? Well, it's on Amazon, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, and it's available as a paperback or an ebook. Um, it's also free on Kindle Unlimited. So yeah, it's available worldwide, which is really great. That's the great thing about Amazon that they deliver worldwide. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'll, I haven't done this yet. I will also, um, look into seeing if I can get my library system to purchase some copies for our system. That would be amazing. It's my dream to have my book in a library. <laughs> if we're, if I'm able to get it to happen, I will definitely send you the post. Wow. Yeah. So, please. So I will be sure to do that. But 
I, uh, yeah, I mean, my, such a contrast for what I talked about last week, isn't it, Lauren? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a refresher, you know, a light, yeah. <laughs> a different topic. <laughs> yeah, Grace, I mean, I, it's okay if you didn't listen to last week's episode, but we did a double romantic comedy, and my book ended up being really sp- much spicier than anticipated. No so, way. <laughs> it was it was a fun read and a fun chat, but this <laughs> this book and this discussion totally counteracted. So, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean that's the beauty with this podcast. We read a variety of different things or I mean, Lauren's pick tends to reflect mostly what we've done, but we're open to different genres and, you know, types of reads. So we can, it can vary on this podcast in a good way. Yeah. I think that's great. And, um, speaking of which Lauren, are you ready to get into your, book yeah let me just pull up the synopsis here i have it on goodreads but i'm not sure if that's the official one i think they're from what i see i think like all of them are the same between like the the printing on the actual book and what's on amazon and what's on goodreads it appears to be the same most of the time okay All right. So the book I'm talking about this week is Five Total Strangers. It's a young adult um, thriller, and it's by Natalie D. Richards. I believe it came out last year. And it's the description is she thought being stranded was the worst thing that could happen. She was wrong. Mira needs to get home for the holidays badly. But when an incoming blizzard results in a canceled connecting flight, it looks like she might get stuck at the airport indefinitely. And then Harper, Mira's glamorous seatmate from her initial flight, offers her a ride. Harper and her three friends can drop Mira off on their way home. But as they set off, Mira realizes fellow travelers are all total strangers. And every one of them is hiding something. Soon, roads go from slippery to terrifying. People's belongings are mysteriously disappearing. Someone in the car is clearly lying and may even be sabotaging the trip. But why? And can Mira make it home alive or will this nightmare drive turn fatal? So this was part of the big library read um, through the libraries, at least here in my area, which is outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But was it on part of yours too, Joe, or did you just have it? Um, well, this is another your- Kindle. This is another Kindle unlimited title, but it is a, uh, hold on. Let me pull it up. You have Libby there. Yeah. Yeah. It is a big library read. Yeah. So, so I hadn't paid attention to those before on my library's um, app, but I guess they do this quite regularly and there's no holds. If you want to listen to it, 
uh, read it as an ebook. Um, it's just unlimited copies. So I thought that that was pretty cool. I like young adult um, mysteries. So I actually listened to it as an audiobook while driving over the past week. And I really enjoyed it. Um, just as the description says, uh, Mira is about 18. She's still in high school. And her mother lives in Pittsburgh, which is really cool. I, I didn't realize it had anything to do with my hometown till I started reading it. And uh, her father now lives in San Diego. So she was there with her dad and she was coming home to see her mom. And it's a bad time of year for her mom. There was a family tragedy in the family and it's right around Christmas. So it's important for her to get home. Uh, she strikes up a conversation with this woman, Harper, on that, you know, uh, long flight and ends up, you know, kind of making a friend, but not expecting to really, you know, go any further than that until they get to Newark, New Jersey, and they realize that there's a bad storm and all the flights are grounded. So it's very important for her to get home, which creates that kind of, it kind of goes against what you should be doing. Uh, I think to like a normal person, you would just wait at the airport or see if there was a hotel nearby and just wait it out. But because she wants to get home to her mom for the holidays, it's important for her to be there for her. Um, she starts contemplating different ways of going about getting home. And one of them is that Harper rents a car and Mira thinks that these are people she knows um, Harper knows for the drive. And she kind of lies to her parents when talking to them saying that, you know, there are parents in the car. This is not just a bunch of young adults driving in a snowstorm and, and, uh, they set off and they talk about interstate 80, which is North of me, but it is a pretty infamous road for being, just terrible. The streets are terrible. It's, there's a lot of um, potholes and in the winter it can get pretty ugly. And that's exactly what this book describes. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty cool uh, to hear that. But along the way, things happen. Um, as the back jacket, you know, discussed, things go missing, people are lying. Um, she realizes nobody actually knows anybody. And she starts to get suspicious of who she can trust. And this is all the while a blizzard is coming down and risking things just from a nature standpoint, let alone what's happening in the car. I, um, I thought it was very good. Um, being that young adult aspect, there is a little, you know, parts of the story that are maybe a little more naive um, or I don't want to say like romanticized, but things that as an adult, you think, ah, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Or that doesn't really make any sense. Or why would you be so stupid as to get yourself into this situation? But when you're 18, that's, those are the life lessons that you go through sometimes to get to 
you know, making the right decisions as an adult. So I try and put myself in that mindset of a young adult reader when I'm reading these books. But, um, you know, in finishing it, I would probably round up to a four at a five star read. Um, I did read some one star reviews just to get a different perspective on things. And people did note a couple of plot holes with it. Um, but I had, I had one that I did want to bring up just be, I mean, I don't know how much of a spoiler it'd be, but it'd be a payoff for her. It, it was a bit of a, me questioning the payoff of one aspect of the story. Yeah. But, um, there is a part in the book where they keep Mira keeps seeing this guy, this drifter looking guy with the yellow hat and the mm-hmm. deformed ham. And she sees him at this one rest stop. Then she sees him at the gas station. That's off. That's off this highway that, you know, you're thinking like, there's no, like there's no way he could coincidentally just show up on this same road. Mm-hmm. So there is this running thread throughout the book that who is this guy? Is he following them? Is he the one sabotaging the trip somehow? Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of the Samantha Downing book I read a few weeks ago where mm-hmm. like people on a road trip were being followed. Mm-hmm. But the payoff with that is just kind of like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what you know what I mean, right? Right. So, yeah, I think some of it is is it a plot hole? Is it a red herring? Like, do they are they both? Um, I do wonder though, being as if the conditions were poor, if it would be more likely that you would keep running into the same person just because maybe with the weather being so bad, you end up going to the safest route. And whereas if it was a normal sunny day, maybe you, you know, would have 10 options to, to in traveling. Like what you think is, is what they think is a safe, safest route. This other person just happens to be thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like, and I did read about that character being, um, something that was more questioned, but to me, it didn't really bother me too much. I I totally get it, but I guess I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to the setting and saying that, you know, maybe people ended up there because you're thinking ahead and you think, well, this road's really hilly and this road is really flat. So it's really terrible conditions. I'll just go the flat route. And that just happens to be where our main characters are. But the book is also told from Mira's perspective and she's growing increasingly more and more paranoid as the story goes on. So is her, is it Mm -hmm. also like mostly her paranoia playing into it? Right. I I, I think that, I mean, it probably makes a little more sense now, but that that was the one thing about the book that had, that was really the only aspect I questioned mm-hmm. was the payoff with that guy. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm also leaving out a, like another 
part of the book that is important is um, we find out, we don't know who it is, but we find out that Mira does have a stalker and somebody in the car does not have the best intentions. And we do get that second side um, of what's going on in their head. Um, not not in their head, but we see a, a different aspect of, of this other person and their their role in why Mira was maybe chosen to be in that car or in that situation. And I just felt that it was tied up very nicely. I mean, I feel like there are certain elements that are a little bit um, hard to, hard to comprehend, but if you just go with it, then it makes sense. I mean, it is a story. If it was too, too realistic, it might not be worth reading. So, um, yeah, I, um, I was reading it like I imagined it like the movie version. Like I imagine it as just like a teen horror thriller. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're reading it along that, those lines and right. I was also picking up on like, I guess like maybe the first third of the book, for some reason I kept picturing when they started driving on the roads and the conditions started getting bad. It was still like early afternoon and first the entire time I'm picturing it was night the entire book. Mm-hmm. And for some even though there was there would be something like something in the story that is like now two PM or something. Mm-hmm. For some reason like I just automatically pictured that it was night out, which made it seem you know, even more treacherous. Right. Conditions. Yeah, I think that whole blizzard aspect. And I mean, it does get dark early um, in the winter here, but it it definitely made for a good snowy read. And today was the first day we had snow here in Pittsburgh. So it kind of wow. all tied up nicely. <laughs> we got some here too. I'm in As Ohio. If you guys have snow already. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was a, I think, a, like a one-off thing. I think it is supposed to warm up later, but uh, well, I'm, I'm I, seeing, I'm seeing like snow tomorrow. Then it's gonna uh, warm up by midweek here. Yeah, we're about two hours from each other, Grace. Ah, okay. So we're both uh, similar conditions overall, but far enough away that it could still be different. <laughs> maybe by like a few degrees difference mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um do you want me to read a one star review on mine <laughs> did you find one <laughs> i did yeah okay uh Okay, so in contrast to my review, which was very positive, um, Natalie on November 7th, 2021 had the opposite. Oh, just a few days ago. Yeah, a lot of the reviews were saying they read this part of the library, Big Read. 
So okay. I think that that really did help um, kick up interest in this story. One of the worst books I've ever read. The characters oh. aren't <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> I think pretty much a lot of our reviews, we, we hear that Joe. And it's so funny. It's like, really? That like, this is one of the, the lowest points in your reading history. It's just, it's funny to me. The characters aren't necessarily unlikable, but there's nothing likable about them. They're all annoying. Also, this entire book consists of the same issues every chapter. They drive, get stuck in snow, get out, fight, get back in, move on, repeat. I didn't even understand what the mystery was. It was hinted at, but in a horrible way that didn't really catch my attention or make me intrigued. The climax doesn't happen until the last 10 pages, and honestly, the reveal was boring, stupid, and cliche. I'm more mad I wasted several hours reading this book because I was committed to finishing it. <laughs> like, I mean... Well, I I texted you throughout the... I mean, during the week as I was <laughs> reading it. Like, we didn't re really touch on this, but, like, some of the chapters end with... Like, you talked about Mira having a stalker. Mm -hmm. Some of the chapters ended with the stalker's letter to her. So you're like, how is... With, you know, what was going on in the chapter before that, and then some of the chapters ending with that way, you're like, wait, what is... How is... Like, what is the connection here? Like, what is... Mm -hmm. What is getting how is, home how is so this storm? have to do with a stalker and letters. So, I mean, it was definitely intriguing. I, uh, I agree. I feel like there was definitely more to the story than just driving snow, getting out of the car, getting in the car and driving, but to each his own. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I, it was a book that I had in uh, in my library for a while and intending to read. And I'm glad I got to that as well this week. And uh, she just released, Natalie D. Richards just released a new one. Or was it Seven Deadly Secrets, I think it's called? I'll have to look. Um, I'm not sure. There's a preview for it at the end of my Kindle copy that I have. Uh, let's see. Yes, or Seven Dirty Secrets. I don't know if I said dirty or deadly, but it's Seven Dirty Secrets. It's cool. her new one that just came out. I would definitely check out more books by her. I thought that this was was a very good good read. I did too, and... She has more title that, um, as I said, that was another Kindle Unlimited title that I had through that that way. So she has, she has a few more titles that are also on Kindle Unlimited. So I'll definitely go to one of them soon. But yeah, yeah, I think th those are our picks for this week. <laughs> <laughs> And we had uh, Grace. Do you have any thoughts on <laughs> on five total strangers? What you heard from us? <laughs> well, it sounds quite intriguing, 
And then when I hear the one star review, makes me not want to waste my time on it. <laughs> well, but you gotta you gotta look at the. That's not the worst book that. <laughs> have they only ever read three books? Right. That's Maybe. <laughs> well, no. Uh, I mean, y- you know, we found we found a one star review for The Shining. So wow, okay. I mean, no matter what the book, it and except for yours. You know, no matter what the maybe I'm still waiting no for a one star review. No matter what the book is, someone somewhere is not going to like it. Yeah, that's true. And they're going to have mm-hmm. some. It's their opinion, but it's silly. And <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, it is definitely. I definitely enjoyed it. I had that one criticism about the. Mm-hmm. The well is obviously a red herring mm-hmm. in the book, but uh, yeah, I would you know, I definitely am interested in reading more from Natalie D. Is it Natalie D. Richards? Mm-hmm. That's the okay, and yeah, so yeah, I think it was a another fun episode. Even, I would say maybe even more fun than last week since we have the lovely Grace here with us. Yeah, Yay. definitely. <laughs> this was kind of a surprise for – this was, you know, somewhat last minute, but I'm glad this happened. Yeah, yeah thank like you spontaneous so much. things. <laughs> <laughs> but – we really appreciate you coming on and I look forward to reading your book too. I have Kindle Unlimited and I'm definitely going to download that and maybe even read that next. Yeah. Let me know your thoughts for sure. I will. And um it uh Grace, do you wanna plug your Instagram where people can follow you? Oh yeah. Um Gracie Grossman with a Y and double N. I had to remember I had to send two emails to send her the original link when we recorded the Cup of Joe podcast because <laughs> um yeah, I sent her the link, you know, Grace Grossman and made the mistake of only putting in one N. And she's like, I didn't get the email yet. And I'm like, check it from this email address. And then she's like, you get like you use two ends, right? I'm like, oh damn it. <laughs> so if there is another Grace Grossman with one N that got that email somehow. She might pop on here someday. <laughs> <laughs> but but we will be back next week with another episode. Um do you have your pick for that, Lauren? Yeah, I do. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I love it. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to finish up. I'm about halfway through Snow Mary Red. Mary as in like Merry Christmas. Snow Mary Red by Nadia Frank. Um, I'm a part of this Facebook group for thrillers and psychological thriller suspense books. And there are certain parts where authors can plug their books and if you want to read 
an arc, they'll send it to you. And um, she had posted that she was looking for people to read along with this book. And I messaged her and she sent it to me and I'm about halfway through. I really like it so far. And uh, I look forward to reviewing that next week. What is that book again? It's called Snow Mary Red. The author is Mary Red? No, it's uh, th- the name is Snow Mary Red, and it's by Nadia Frank. Oh, is it smelled Mary like Merry Christmas? Right, yes. Okay. It is on Goodreads. Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, doing like a little look up. Yeah, and I think it comes out on Tuesday, November 16th. Okay, so it'll be like a new book. Yeah. You know, a new book. And I am, my pick is another new book that came out this past Tuesday. It is um, the newest one from one of my favorites, Michael Connolly, The Dark Hours. And... Michael Connolly, I credit with making me fall back, helping me to fall back in love with reading as an adult. Because it is the latest in a long-running series featuring, uh, you know, Detective Harry Bosch, where I just, you know, start. I began with the first book in that series and got into it and it got me back into reading as an adult. So I always look forward to when he puts a new book out and, you know, I'm just, you know, very excited to read it and talk about it next week. So yeah, we're both doing two very recent releases next week. So should be, should be another good one. Yeah. I'm excited for it. All right, well, okay. Grace, thank you so much once again. You are so lovely, and I am so glad you could join us and to have connected with you. And everyone, check out her book. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And ignore ignore the one-star review and check out Five Full Strangers (laughs) as well. (laughs) <laughs> I agree I agree with that <laughs> but, and you the listeners thank you for listening this week and uh, we will be back next Monday talking to newer books mm-hmm. and yeah so uh, take care everyone and we will see you next week bye everyone see ya bye <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>